The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Ecclesia family, good morning. Uh, It is Resurrection Sunday, and I am overjoyed to declare to you, Christ is risen. I can hear you responding. He is risen indeed. 
Even now, many in our community are gathering across the morning at White Oak Music Hall. We have been overwhelmed by the response and excitement as we have been making those preparations to do so safely. And this continues to be such a challenging season in many ways. And we know that some in our family will be unable or frankly just not ready to be with us as we gather in greater numbers today. Uh, we also know that many of you are joining us from different places around the country and literally around the world. So whether you are taking part from your home in Houston, in Argentina, in Northern Ireland or beyond, welcome to this resurrection party as we worship our risen King, our Savior and Liberator, Jesus, whose love for all of creation stands victorious over darkness and death. As a call to worship, hear again the words of the prophet in Isaiah 25. God will swallow up the oppression that weighs us down. He will take away the heavy shroud that is draped over all the peoples of the world. God will swallow up death forever. The Lord, the Eternal, will wipe away the tears from each and every face and deflect the scorn and shame His people endure from the whole world. For the Eternal determined that it should be so. And in that moment, at that glorious time, people will say, this is our God. We put our hope in Him. We knew that He would save us. This is our God, the Eternal, for whom we waited. Let us rejoice and celebrate in his liberation. And so let us do just that, Ecclesia. Let us rejoice and celebrate as we lift our voices in song. Along with believers around the world, let us worship our risen Lord.
Chrisley, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for extending your gifts to our community. Ecclesia, we now come to a time in our service where we get to give of what God has already given to us. Would you join me now in this offering prayer? Christ Jesus, in conquering death, you declare the renewal of all creation. All that we have is a gift from your gracious hand. And so we extend this offering to you, our King, in gratitude, joy, and awe. For the healing and wholeness of your world, may you be praised forever and ever. Amen. And now, sisters and brothers, join me in a deep breath as we prepare our hearts, our souls, even our bodies to receive a message from God through our Pastor Chris. Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris, and I'm so excited to tell you Happy Easter. He is risen, to which you would say, he is risen indeed. And today we get to talk about the beauty of the resurrection. Um, as a people of the resurrection, we also know that there is no resurrection uh, without death. And some things have to die. In fact, um, for many of us, there's been a lot in our lives that, uh, that's been hard. Uh, things that we have to grieve and let go of. Uh, recently, I was trying to articulate this. Uh, I think sometimes you write something on social media more for yourself than you do uh, for others, but you hope it's helpful for others. And this is what I said as I anticipated talking to you about the resurrection. That heartache, loss, trauma, and the agonizing pain that comes through hard endings do not have the power to strip away who you are. In fact, the healing that comes on the other side of these losses offers us all the opportunity to become even more who we are meant to be. It invites us to dream bigger and better than we ever imagined. The beauty of the resurrection is that the death of one thing is an invitation to a new life. Don't try to skip the grief, but know that grieving will lead to true hope. Thanks be to God. I had a lot of people respond to that. In fact, some um, that expressed some of the things that they've had to grieve, right? That some of the change in our world over the last year uh, has been hard. Uh, there's some things we're having to let go of that we're never going to get back. And for some of us, certain things are harder than others, right? And for some, even wearing a mask um, is difficult. For some, it's become a political thing. For some, it's just an inconvenience. Some of you are just flat out gorgeous. And you just think like, I would never want to cover this up, right? And you go into places and you get treated awesome because I've noticed at Ecclesia, a lot of you are just flat out beautiful, right? For me, it doesn't bother me. I'll cover this up any day. It doesn't really matter. But there are a number of things that depending on who you are and how you've had to adapt, those things have been hard. And what I believe personally is that um, all of those things, the end of a relationship, uh, the end of an old way of living, it's an invitation to something that truly can be better, that God can bring from what has died something even more beautiful. Uh, but as I had discussions online with people about that resurrection power, right? 
There were some for which their grief had been almost too much to bear. Right. A mother that had lost a child. Right. And I'll just tell you, there is nothing more unnatural than, than dying out of order. Um, losing a child is the kind of grief that almost feels impossible to metabolize. What I've told people before, it's, it's like a whale that keeps ingesting plastic, right? And it, it can't actually metabolize the plastic. It's not food. And grieving a child is so unnatural that it's painful. But even as we grieve, we grieve as a people with hope. And yet I look back on the last year and I just started to reflect on people that we had lost. Many of you will remember uh, before the pandemic, it felt like the world shifted when suddenly we lost such a bright star and someone like Kobe Bryant. And in the last year, can you imagine, we, we've lost Kobe Bryant, we've lost both Siegfried and Roy, if you've ever seen one of their shows, the great baseball player, Hank Aaron, Larry King, uh, Dustin Diamond that played Screech on Saved by the Bell. Some of you watched a lot of that show. Eddie Van Halen, Alex Trebek, Jerry Stiller from Seinfeld, great comedic actor, right? Kenny Rogers, Charlie Pride, Kelly Preston at such a young age to cancer. Regis Philbin, Little Richard, uh, the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Bob Gibson, Kirk Douglas, Lou Brock, Chadwick Boseman, Sean Connery, on and on and on it goes. People that brought light and hope and, and uh, joy and entertainment to so many of us. And even as I was driving here, um, I got a text message that a beloved Ecclesian, uh, Carol Allred, uh, just passed away. And um, I love Carol. Um, many of you know Carol. Um, she may be, if we voted, she might be the most faithful Ecclesian that we have. Um, she served faithfully. She gave wonderful hugs, hugs that were extended so far that at least even before the pandemic, they were awkward um, in a beautiful way. Um, she loved the homeless men and women in our community, in our city. Uh, she, she had a little office really in our hallway where she met with homeless brothers and sisters and helped them get the ID that they need, helped get them register for social security, um, it was just a labor of love. No one uh, appointed her. She just appointed herself to help people. And Ecclesia, I, I don't know what you think uh, is going to be new for you in this new way of living, but I would love it if whatever your new life looks like, you'd try to fill the gap of Car Carol's. She's going to be missed in our community. On my first few visits with her in hospice, I um, I attempted to follow the COVID protocol and I kept my mask on and I kept a distance from her. Uh, but I'll tell you, when I went to see her last week, it seemed as though we were near and um, it was time for me to throw protocol out the window. And I pulled up a chair and I held her hand and we laughed and we wept together. And I wanna celebrate Carol today um, because I believe in the power of the resurrection. I, I believe that I will see Carol again. I believe that Carol's impact on our community goes on and on and on. And so as I read to you this passage from John chapter 20, I want to invite you to consider not only the historic resurrection, and this is what I'll tell you about the historic resurrection. I, I believe it happened. I believe we're a people who follow Christ, not because Christ was a great teacher and he was a great teacher, uh, but because he truly conquered sin and death. 
because there were more than 500 eyewitnesses to the account that the the eyewitness that we read from today and John that his life was changed these disciples were radically changed by the reality that Jesus was more than just a man and it tells us in John chapter 20 that before the Sun had risen on Sunday morning Mary Magdalene made a trip to the tomb where his body was laid to rest. And in the darkness, she discovered the covering had been rolled away. She darted out of the garden to find Simon Peter and the dearly loved disciple to deliver this startling news. And she told them, they've taken the body of our Lord and we cannot find him. And together they all departed for the tomb to see for themselves. They began to run and Peter could not keep up. The beloved disciple arrived first. You're gonna see in John's account that he tells us multiple times that he was a much faster runner than Peter and Mary. He says he arrived first, but he didn't go in. There was no corpse in the tomb, only the linens and the cloths that he was wrapped in. And when Simon Peter finally arrived, right? He says it took him a while. He went into the tomb and observed the same. And in the Greek word that they're using it and observe, it means not only to see, but to see and to theorize. They were putting the pieces together, all of them. Where's the body? Who would have taken it? If it was grave robbers, why would they leave behind uh, the clothes, right? And if it was disciples or people that wanted to, to create, so why would they dishonor Jesus? Disciples would never steal his body and dishonor Jesus and take him out naked. They would keep him wrapped in the grave clothes. They, they were trying to make sense of it all. It tells us before this moment, none of them understood the scriptures and why he must be raised from the dead. And then they all went to their homes. And it tells us in verse 11 that Mary, however, stood outside the tomb, sobbing and crying and kneeling at its entrance, right? Mary was looking for a human Jesus. She wasn't looking for a divine Jesus. And as she cried, two heavenly messengers appeared before her, sitting where Jesus' head and feet had been laid. And the heavenly messengers said, dear woman, why are you weeping? And Mary told them, they've taken away my Lord and I cannot find him. And after uttering these words, she turned around to see Jesus standing before her, but she did not recognize him. Jesus said, dear woman, why are you sobbing? Who is it you are looking for? And still she had no idea who it was before her, thinking he was the gardener. She muttered, sir, if you're the one who carried him away, then tell me where he is and I will retrieve him. And then Jesus said what only Jesus could say. He said her name, he said, Mary. And in that moment, Mary knew everything was different. Ecclesia, the world is different. And there's a lot we have to grieve. The disciples of Mary had to grieve that they were losing the physical presence of Jesus from day to day. This one that had walked with them and taught them and literally fed them, right? It was pretty great to travel with Jesus, right? You didn't need to bring much food. Like if you just had a couple loaves and some fish, everybody could eat. Like Jesus is a great travel companion, right? Don't you want to go on a trip with Jesus? And they're thinking like our lives are going to be totally different. It's not the same. And we hate it. We hate not having Jesus around, right? But what happened? This new resurrected life meant that God came to dwell, not among them, but in them and in each of us. And what the disciples learned and Mary learned was that there was much more power in this resurrected life, that though it was great to have Jesus as a companion alongside of us, that what was even more amazing is to have God's spirit come and dwell within us and that we would be connected to one another and to Jesus in this new resurrected life. And that's the life we celebrate today. 
as we emerge to something new and we are emerging to something new. We're celebrating Easter outside. We're, we're worshiping every week outdoors. Uh, we're worshiping when the weather's bad, we're moving inside. And soon we're gonna be adding children's ministry and many of the things we used to have. And we're probably gonna add them in different ways. Uh, we're gonna reopen at some point our restaurant Paper Co uh, to serve rich and poor great food. It's probably gonna be really different. And whatever that new difference is, I hope that it's amazing. And uh, my idea, by the way, is that we'd serve free coffee. Um, we think we're a church, we could underwrite it. And we just, everybody in the city knows if you want free coffee, you go to Ecclesia. And they also feed the homeless and people that have needs. And we're gonna reinvent some things in really beautiful ways. And you're gonna reinvent your family life in new and beautiful ways. I hope that you spend a lot more time watching movies together because we started doing that in the pandemic and it's become a pattern, right? And we're just gonna watch series together and we're gonna talk about them. I've got friends and family that live in different places and we watch shows at the same time. Why? So we can get on the phone and talk about them, right? We'll have a virtual glass of wine and talk about what we just watched, right? Who does that, right? I didn't do it before. I love to do it now. I found new ways to connect with people. And the power and the beauty of the resurrection means that the world is changing and it's changing in beautiful ways. Now, you may be struggling with some of the grief you have to carry. It may feel like more than you can carry. And you know what it is? It's more than you can carry on your own. You need God's help and we need each other. And so I wanna invite you in whatever the new normal is, will you lean more fully into community? Will you join me in honor Carol Allred's memory? Right? Carol used to sit, you know, if you uh, know where I sat in uh, our room at $1,100, she was always right behind me. Um, mostly at the 11, sometimes at the nine, sometimes she'd stay for both because she just helped. She helped with communion. She helped love on some of the guys in the church. She just was just really good at loving people. Will you help fill that gap? We're gonna miss Carol. We need more people that will serve and volunteer. We need people that will see opportunities and say, you know what, our homeless brothers and sisters, they need to get on social security and we're just gonna take the initiative and do it. There are little things that are gonna happen all over our community, all over the city. And we desperately need people that have God living and dwelling inside of them. And so they've, they've got eyes to see the needs and they just move to them. Um, that's what it means to be a resurrected community, Ecclesia. And I wanna celebrate the resurrection with you today. Will you let me pray with you? I'm praying that your day is filled with family, with food, with laughter, with joy. I hope you rest, it's a Sabbath day. And I hope you begin to join me in reimagining what our new world and our new life is going to look like. It's gonna be different. We may wear masks for a while. We may um, keep some distance for a little while. We may travel a little bit differently. I don't know what all those things are gonna be, but it doesn't mean that they'll be bad. They might actually be much better. We might connect to each other in new ways, in more meaningful ways, in more intimate ways. That's what I want between you and I. I I've invited you to some dinners. You can go to the website, ecclesiahouston.org slash human practice. We're just gonna practice being human again because some of us forgot how. And we're gonna eat dinners and we're gonna share life and it's gonna be part of my emerging rhythm to do things like that, to eat with you, uh, to laugh with you, to pray over you and to bless you. So we let me do that now. Lord God, I thank you for the power of the resurrection. I thank you that those that we love, whether they be entertainers or they be our beloved sister Carol, that we believe we will see them again, that we have hope to be reunited. We pray particularly for those who are carrying a deep grief. Uh, they've lost a child, they've lost a part of life that just feels like it's more than they can bear. We pray, God, that you would be with them today, that the resurrection would not just be uh, an idea that's out there, but a power that they could truly lean into and live into. 
We ask today, God, that you would bless our family, those that we love, those that we're trying to love. Some are difficult to love, and yet we want to love all because that's what we know you've called us to. We pray this prayer together, and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Roll the stone away from the entrance of our hearts. May we walk into the dark with the light of peace in these eerie days. Know that we are not alone, for it's grace that makes us whole. May we grow in love. We are gonna make it through We are gonna make it through Love will do what it takes To get me to you We are gonna make it through Life is a mystery We cry Hosanna in the dark from the pit of death, you are our hallelujah song. Surviving history, Easter give life a brand new start. Healing all our broken hearts and resurrects our hope. We are gonna make it. Sisters and brothers, we are going to make it through. And one of those reasons we know that is because of our risen Jesus. 
And it's Jesus who hosts this communion table today, this Easter Sunday. But we are encouraged through scripture to have a time of confession before we partake of these elements. And so would you join me in this prayer? We worship a risen savior, yet continue to stand in the dust of the grave. Forgive us, Lord, for the ways we cling to death. Forgive us when our words and works proclaim a kingdom other than yours. Open our eyes anew to the resurrection life and help us to walk in faithful service always. Amen. That night that Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his disciples, his friends, and he shared a meal with them. He broke bread and said, this is my body broken for you. When you eat it, remember me. After the meal, he took wine and said, this is my blood, a signal of the new covenant that I have with you. When you drink it, remember me. And so Ecclesia, on this Easter Resurrection Sunday, this is the body, Christ's body, that was broken for you. And this is the blood of Jesus, lovingly shed for you. Maybe taste and see the forgiveness, the redemption, and the resurrection life that it brings. Amen.
Sisters and brothers, because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. What a great reminder and encouragement on this glorious Easter Sunday. I get to lead us in our kids' blessing right now. Would you think of children in your life? Maybe they're with you, bring them close. If they're not with you, just bring them to your mind and especially your heart. And let me say this blessing for our kids. Jesus, you said, let the little children come to me. When we think of kids, we think of life. We think of hope. We think of joy because of all the things that their lives can bring into this world. And on this Easter Resurrection Sunday, we are so grateful for these children. They are reminders of the gifts you have for us. Bless them, continue to pursue them with your love. Allow them the grace and mercy to fall so sweetly into your embrace. Amen. Family, what a joy it is to be together. As a benediction, I look to the pen of C.S. Lewis. These are the words he spoke through the great Aslan, 
returning from seeming death in the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. It means, said Aslan, that though the witch knew the deep magic, there is a magic deeper still, which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time, but if she could have looked a little further back into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read there a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start working backward. And so Ecclesia, this is the world into which you have been called. Resurrection is not reserved for this day, but is the reality that we are called to live and proclaim every day. The door that once led to death now opens to life everlasting. Go forth today and always in the joy and truth of this promise. Go to love and serve with abandon and to bear witness. Dwell in peace. We love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.